Hey folks, thanks heaps for listening. It's been a while since I've dumped out a bonus episode, so to complement the arrested episodes, and because well over half of Australia is still in lockdown, I thought I would do a quick bonus episode. So here goes with bonus episode number seven, Prison Songs. And before we get into it, apologies to anyone who downloaded episode 32 in the first few hours. There was about 100 of you because it had some weird audio poop at the start. And a big thanks to Cameron Church for alerting me. Um, And the person responsible has been fired for the error, of course, but then rehired as he does all the editing, social media, all the research. And we also use his voice to record the podcast. Now, he's a pretty fucking good bloke, too. Let's start with a song that did not get a mention in the Bon Scott ACDC episode a few weeks back. And that song is Jailbreak. Jailbreak was the last track on the Australian release of Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, but wasn't released on the international releases until years later. The film clip was filmed in Albion, a western suburb of Melbourne, and it was one of the first film clips to ever use explosives and fake blood. And I can't believe how good these 46-year-old guitar tones still sound. Jailbreak by ACDC. of mine on murder and the judge's gavel fell jury found him guilty gave him 16 years in hell he said I ain't spending my life here I ain't living alone and breaking the rocks from the chain gang breaking out and heading home I'm gonna make a jailbreak And I'm looking towards the sky I'm gonna make a jailbreak oh, I wish that I could fly All in the name of liberty There's another rock and jailbreak song released the same year as ACDC's Jailbreak, and that's Tim Lizzy's Jailbreak off their album, also called Jailbreak. The Jailbreak album was the only record ever released by Thin Lizzy that received any kind of certification in the US, and that was a gold record, which is 500,000 plus sales. Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. Move away, do you hear what I say? From under my breath, 
We heard this classic Aussie prison tune in episode 28's Numbers in the Titles, and it was from an album that surprisingly only made it to number two in Australia, but was the best-selling album of 1980, despite being released in June. It was Cold Chisel's only album to chart in the US, just making it to 171, but it stayed in the Australian charts for 63 weeks. And a fun fact, the Japanese headband that Jimmy Barnes wears on the front cover of the album East is accidentally worn upside down. The song is called Four Walls and was written by a keyboard player, Don Walker, about the jail riots at the Bathurst prison in the 1970s. Four Walls by Cold Chisel. Well, the calling time for exercise Around the Majesty's Hotel and the middle holds a room up While I'm gone I never lose this luxury Until my Wash basin, prison bed Where the Bathurst riots ended When the club the rebels found And every congregation never silence Can hear the angels singing Christmas comes around For walls Wash basin, prison bed. Fifty years ago this month, Johnny Cash walked into Folsom Prison to perform for the inmates. And it was no accident. The first song he sang made both the prison and Johnny famous. In anticipation of that anniversary, we got to go inside Folsom Prison to look back and see how California's second oldest prison views its place in state history. January 13th, 1968. They wore blue. He wore black. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And then unleashed his fictional first-hand account of a man behind bars. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Which forever infused Johnny Cash into Folsom Prison lore. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. That live recording of Folsom Prison Blues shot to number one on the country music charts and relaunched Johnny's career. This is the east gate of the prison where Johnny Cash stood for that famous photo. It's used every day, no longer for vehicle traffic, but the staff uses it to go in and out. Next to the east gate, the prison museum and its volunteer staff of retired guards keeps Johnny's history alive. That's usually the first thing. They want to know, where can we get our picture taken where Johnny stood? And I go, really? Really. But most visitors who come to stand where Johnny stood never experience the history of the state's second oldest prison. The younger sibling of San Quentin can't shed its solid granite walls made from stone quarried on site in the late 1800s. And it can't entirely strip itself of a notoriously violent past with roots in the California gold rush. But it's trying. No longer are executions held in the hanging room where from 1895 to 1937, 93 prisoners were put to death. The death row cells are now used for storage. 
And once a notoriously violent maximum security facility, the nearly 2,500 men now held here are medium to minimum security inmates. Well, Johnny Cash first recorded Folsom Prison Blues in 1955. He written it while he was in the Air Force after seeing the movie Inside the Walls of Folsom Prison. It wasn't until his live recording at the prison on January 13, 1968, that song became a number one hit. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. There's a man there you know He's the host of the show And you'll find that he fucking hates choirs That there's rich folk eating in their fancy dining car. They're probably drinking whiskey and smoking big cigars. Well, I knew I had it coming. <sighs> that one makes me wonder if we should bring back the death penalty for certain offenders. A mercy seat was the golden lid placed on the mythical or biblical or Raiders of the Lost Archical Ark of the Covenant. And it's also a Nick Cave song about religion and a prisoner facing the electric chair. Here's a great and awkward Japanese interview with Nick Cave. Oh, shut the fuck up. And thank you for being with us on our 10th anniversary. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hello. What has the past 10 years been for you like? And personal life, musical life? Um, it's been okay. It's had its ups and downs. Um, I've had a couple of children and I've written a few songs. まあ、曲は数曲書きましたし、子供も何人か生みましたので作りましたので、いい感じですということなんですけれども、ちょっとこれからの10年どんなことをね、伺ってみたいと思いますけれども、what would you like to expect in the next 10 years and how would you like it to be? Um, I'd like to be uh, left alone. Um, have more kids. Um, and write some more songs. あの、そっとほっとしといてもらって、そして曲ももう何曲か書いて、子供も何人か作っていければいいですということなんですけれども、それでは早速歌っていただきましょう。ニックケイブさんでThe Mercy Seat です。心に響く声。Let's take a listen. Okay? This is the Mercy Seat. 
Began to warm and chill to objects in the fields, ragged cup in a twisted mop, the face of Jesus in my soup, those sinister dinner deals, a meal trolley's wicked wheels, and a hook bone arising from my food. All things good or ungood. And the mercy seat is waiting And I think my head is burning In a way I'm yearning To be done with all this weighing up the truth An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth And anyway I told the truth And I'm not afraid to die Johnny Cash also recorded The Mercy Seat with Rick Rubin in 2000. It all began when they took me from my home and put me on death row. A crime for which I'm totally innocent, you know. I began to warm and chill to objects and their fields. A ragged cup, a twisted mop, the face of Jesus in my soup. Those sinister dinner deals, the meal trolley's wicked wheels, a hook bone rising from my food, and all things either good or ungood. And the mercy seat is waiting, and I think my head is burning, and in a way I'm yearning to be done with all this weighing of the truth. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and any way I told the truth. And I'm not afraid to die. Check out the Golden Magic tab on the website arockandrollrabbithole.com for the cool stop-motion film clip that was made by Tool's guitarist Adam Jones for the Tool song Prison Sex. This song seemed to cause a little controversy up here on much music.
Episode 28, we also heard Snake Sabo from Skid Row talk about 18 in life. And here's Skid Row bass player and co-writer Rachel Boland talking about the song and Richie Sambora. So the first album, you know, it's a huge hit. And uh, the first single, Youth Gone Wild, is the first single. Then I heard you guys had to actually fight for the second single to be 18 in life because they wanted I Remember You. But I think I don't know if it was you or Snake that said, if we release I Remember You, like, that'll be it. Then we there won't be any more singles Cause that's like how the way that it went, it would be like the ballad was the last single or that was kind of your theory. And so then you, yeah, yes, sort of, we, we didn't, we didn't want to follow the exact formula that seemed like a lot of bands were doing because of that reason. We didn't know for sure whether yeah. it would be the last or not, but, um, you know, it was actually Richie Sambor's idea. He's like, you should release 18 in life. He's mm-hmm. like, you guys obviously have that, that crowd that is more street than a lot of other bands that are out there now um youth gone wild made such a statement and if you come out with something so pretty afterwards that he goes to me that's kind of confusing and then there was a lot of resistance Hmm. uh about doing 18 and um thankfully we won and they trusted us enough the label trusted us enough to to go with our gut and, yeah. and ended up selling more as a single than I remember you did. arrest story about Sebastian Bach in part one of last week's episode Arrested and here's Sebastian again talking about another arrest and Seb being a dick about someone who he thought was being a dick. Fellow musicians will understand that no you can't get up and play with us. There can be so many reasons to say no and maybe it's one positive byproduct of COVID could be no you can't get up and sing in my microphone just as I can't use your fucking handkerchief. You might want to brush your teeth more than once a month too fucker. I went out to dinner and, and um, there was a band playing 
And there was a girl who's never been mentioned, Leah Hawkins, you know, Rompin' Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah. His, his daughter is my friend Leah from Peterborough. And she saw I was really depressed about my dad and stuff, and there was a guitar player playing there, and, uh, and um, she wanted to sing me a song. She's like, I want to go sing you a song. I go, That's, okay, cool. And she went up to the guy, and he goes, no, you can't sing. This is my show. You can't sing. I was like, what? And then um, there was nobody there. It was just us. So I didn't understand why he was being a dick. <laughs> Fair question. So, yeah. so, and she kept trying to sing, and he kept saying, no, you can't. And then, I, so I, I got kind of mad at him. Um, maybe some ice cubes were lobbed in the general direction. Um, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Or, but well, the, probably you threw them. No, I, that, no? I, I wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> And so, so the owner came up and asked us to leave. And so I was getting kicked out of a bar in Peterborough after the day I had. And so I let him know what I thought of his whole scene. And then I was walking out of, of the bar and, and I had a glass of wine and I was mad and I threw the wine glass on, on the ground like they do in Spain, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden I got bear hugged from behind. You can see it on TMZ. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was trying to gouge his eyes out, you know, do some fun stuff like that, grab him in the nuts, with, you know, but I couldn't reach, you know. And then my buddies come up and grab my arms, and they go, Sebastian, don't do anything. I go, what the fuck is... Oh, hey, sorry. I go, what is going on? And I didn't know who was grabbing me. I had no idea what was going on. So my arms were being held. And I looked down and he had me in a bear hug, some person. So what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to eat him, you know. <laughs> I, can, I can remember being a kid reading about Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat and, and having to go for rabies shots. And I was going, does that mean when you're in a band, you have to get rabies shots? And, and I had to get rabies shots. No, I didn't get shots, but I had to get tested to make sure. You didn't I, have it. Yeah. So I'm happy to say I'm rabies free. <laughs> and then that begins the process of jail. That, and then it starts, then it starts. Oh, well, yeah. I went to jail, okay, that night. That was fun. And then the... I can't believe these stories I have to tell. Um, so... Um, so I woke up the next morning from jail, and um, by the way, concrete beds are not comfy. I will take a Tempur-Pedic any time. <laughs> um, so I'm all ready to get out of jail, and my lawyer's like, oh, I have some bad news for you. And I go, what? And they go, well, the Toronto police are here. They're taking you to jail in Toronto tonight. And I go, what? And then that's a whole other story. But um, we, I don't think, I, I don't have time for all these jail stories. <laughs> well, well, really, really, really quick what that was. Um, back in 1987, um, my ex-wife Maria did a calendar for Fillmore's uh, strip club. A topless calendar because she was a waitress. She wasn't a stripper, but she was a waitress, but she was extremely pretty. And so she did that for like 300 bucks. And then uh, in 2006, 25 years later, I was walking past Fillmore's and they have her picture in 2006 saying tonight live on stage. And that was my wife. And I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> So I went in there, I go, dude, that's the mother of my child, my kids, you, you, you need to 
take those pictures down, please. And he's like, oh, they're our property. I go, nah, she's my property. Yeah. And then he's like, no. And I was like, ah, well. And then I went a little cuckoo. <laughs> so I went to jail that night for that. Um, but what are you going to do? It's the mother of your child. Like, you know. It's a, it's a, but it's an interesting relationship with your own anger, going, anybody going from a boy to being a man. How did you learn to channel anger and figure that out? Because as much as it feels good to do that, you can't do that all the time, no. or you will be in jail all the time. You're right. You're right. Well, I don't think I've figured out the becoming a man thing yet. heard was the Clash's cover of the Crickets, I Fought the Law. But they also have their own jail song called Jail Guitar Doors. The first line of the song says, Let me tell you about Wayne and his deals of cocaine, which is about the MC5's Wayne Kramer, whose story we mentioned in the Arrested episode last week. It also mentions Peter Green and Keith Richards' law issues. Jail Guitar Doors is also the name of an independent initiative set up by Billy Bragg, which provides musical instruments to prison inmates. Wayne Kramer and Billy Bragg set up Jail Guitar Doors in the US in 2009. Jail Guitar Doors by The Clash. Jail Song is a song recorded on April 30, 1957 and was a US number one for seven weeks and a UK number one for three weeks. Some of the characters in the song are based on real people. Shifty Henry was a well-known musician who actually died the year after the song was released, age 37, of a non-communicable disease, whatever the hell that is. If anyone listening knows what that means, can you please keep it to yourself because I really don't give a shit. The Purple Gang, also known as the Sugar House Gang, were a real Detroit Prohibition mob gang. Written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, the song was rated number 67 on Rolling Stone's Greatest 500 Songs of All Time. Jailhouse Rock by Elvis. Oh, the man. 
hit was released in 1960 and made it to number two in the US. The song was called Chain Gang and was inspired by Cook's meeting of an actual chain gang while on tour. If you don't know what a chain gang is, it was also called a road gang and was mainly used in the south of the USA until the 50s and in Australia in the convict era, where they chained prisons together for out-of-prison work like road building, etc. A few states in the US reintroduced chain gangs in the 1990s, including Alabama, who ended the practice after a year. And Arizona still has one county, Maricopa County, that still have chain gangs to this date. Sam Cook, Chain Gang. I hear something saying, The sound of the men working on the chain gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. All day long they're saying, Here's Paul Kelly reading from his book titled How to Make Gravy talking about the song How to Make Gravy, which is a song he wrote for the Salvation Army. It's also going to be my favourite and my last prison song for this quick bonus episode. Obviously there are more prison tunes out there, but this will do for now and fingers crossed we are through this plague soon so we can get back to gigs, barbecues, no stupid curfews, any kind of normality. Please rate the podcast on Apple and say hi on Instagram or Facebook, a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast. Thanks again for listening and check out the website for all of the other episodes and bonus episodes. And I'll also pop a Spotify playlist of all the songs used in this bonus episode on the website too, arockandrollrabbithole.com. And I hope you check out next week's part two of Arrested. Thanks again. And here's Paul Kelly. And yeah, there's a little bit more fuckery later on. So listen to the end. See ya. For a long time, White Christmas, Bing's version, was the greatest selling record of all time until Princess Diana died and Elton John's Candle in the Wind went viral. I wouldn't be surprised if Bing regains the lead at some stage. There's something about White Christmas that rings down the ages, a longing for home, for childhood, warm safety, and the way things used to be. Irving Berlin, the grand old man of American music who lived to 101, cleverly sets the song a world away from the Christmas snow scene he describes. In the rarely performed talking bit, Darlene tells us, the sun is shining, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway. There's never been such a day in old LA, but it's December the 24th, and I'm longing to be up north. Irving intensifies the feeling of Christmas by writing about not being there. There's a clue, I thought. Once I turned that key, my carol wrote itself. I made most of it up as usual, though the general atmosphere is a lot like our Kelly Christmas gatherings, where there's generally a large and diverse cast, the odd stray, new and old flames, gossip, singing, and much discussion and planning of food before, during, and after the celebrations. 
I put in a gravy recipe from my first father-in-law. I rang Lindsay. I've got a Christmas song, but it doesn't have a chorus and it's set in prison. Ah, <laughs> oh, I better come over and have a listen. The next day he sat in my small back shed while I played it to him, my head down, partly from nerves, but also to read the fresh scratch lyrics in my notebook on the floor. When I looked up at the end, he was holding his hanky. It's supposed to be a comedy, I said. I know, he replied, wiping his eyes. He said he loved the song, but still had to take it to the board, who were more inclined towards little drummer boy, good King Wenceslas and such, for approval. He did so and got it over the line. God bless him. I've been playing it ever since. Lent, Easter, mid-year, All Souls Day, <laughs> Advent, whenever. How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly. Hello, Dan. It's Joe here. I hope you're keeping well. It's the 21st of December. Now they're ringing the last bell. If I get good behavior. Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day? Please don't let them cry for me. I guess the brothers are driving down from Queensland, and Stella's flying in from the coast. They say it's gonna be a hundred degrees, even more maybe But that won't stop the road Who's gonna make the gravy now? I bet it won't taste the same Just that flour, salt, a little red wine Get a dollar for tomato sauce For sweetness and that extra tang And give my love to Angus And to Frank and Dolly Tell them all I'm sorry I screwed up this time And look after Rita I'll be thinking of her Early Christmas morning When I'm standing Boyfriend, I hope he can hold his own. <laughs> Do you remember the last one? What was his name again? Uh, just a little too much cologne. And Roger, you know I'm even gonna miss Roger. Cause there's sure as hell no one in here I wanna fight. Merry Christmas I'm really gonna miss it All the treasure and the trash Later in the evening I can just imagine You put on Junior Murphy And push the tables back And you dance with Rita I 
This next bit is not for anyone with a weak disposition. A Paul Kelly song, a John Lennon song, and some shitty Christmas carols. People with no skill or authority to mesh them. Definitely square peg round hole. After hearing this, I'm actually changing my opinion on government lockdowns, especially in New South Wales, as this was recorded in Newcastle. This gathering never would have been allowed to take place if we were in lockdown. And long live COVID to kill out choirs doing rock songs. This one is a disturbingly huge pile of brown, and I'm ashamed to be an Australian today. <laughs> 